welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host for November because it's almost um, the end of the year. I can't believe it's almost the end of the year. It's just time is just like flowing in. And time's flown in so quickly that sometimes you say to somebody like, say, back in April, do you want to come on the show? And they say, yeah. And then scheduling and stuff happens. And then you say, oh, let's organise coming back on the show again. And the next thing you know, it's November. It's just like, whoa. So joining me, <laughs> joining me today or tomorrow or yesterday, he's from Meet Me at the Table Games. His name is Joshua McMurray. He's here to talk about his Kickstarter, which is launching on the 1st of December. Uh, it's Monster Mania. It's Joshua McMurray. Say hello, Joshua. Hello, everyone. Yay! <laughs> Everybody goes crazy, or applauds and and stuff. Um, how are you doing? Great. How are you? I'm yeah. yeah. I'm good. I'm Fantastic. Good. I'm getting ready for. I'm getting ready for Christmas. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I get excited about Christmas. I think you're allowed to get excited about Christmas. You got to get excited about something nowadays. So I like to get excited about yeah. Christmas. But uh, I suppose we should say hello to everybody who's out there and just let them know that the reason that we do this is because um, we're through episode 200 and it's it's moved on from a hobby to a gentle addiction and I just can't be stopped and I really need to just, I don't know, intervention or something like that, as people would say. And the other reason that we do this is because... um, People like Joshua are releasing their Kickstarter campaign and it's always good to get somebody on and learn about what they're doing in this starting world of kicks. So um, what we're going to do is before we even chat about Monster Mania, we're going to find out a little bit more about Joshua and how he got into the hobby. So we're going to find out a little bit about, we're going to have a little peek back into the past before we have a look at the frontier of the present. <laughs> and then we jump off into the mania of the future. Um, so, but thank, you know, thank you for coming on. But do you want to tell us a little bit about kind of how you got into the hobby in, in the first place? Absolutely. Yeah, I've uh, always been a tabletop gaming fan. Uh, when I was younger, uh, games of choice were Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, those kind of CCGs. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I do say that, yes, I, I still do play those games uh, to this very day. <laughs> no shame. There's no shame. No there's shame no at shame all. Here. No, no. There's no. no shame. There's no shame. There's no shame. There's only shame to have if you've got, say, over 500 cards in your collection still. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> got about 1,000 or so. About That's, five binders worth. <laughs> well, you can, uh, you can double down on shame then. It's, it's, all, it's all good. <laughs> This is, I mean, you still. I take it you still play that. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. Yes, I, I play with my friend Luke. Uh, we actually make it a. It's a weekly thing. We play about once oh, a week. Okay. So yeah. Joe, can you ask answer a question about Yu-Gi-Oh? And you probably can't answer the question because it's got to do with the creation of Yu-Gi-Oh. But why do they have to have several hundred zeros? For all kind of like the hit points and the energy points and everything like that. Why don't you just take those zeros away? Because <laughs> I'm not good at maths and I'm not good at seeing something that's kind of like, you know, he's got 70,000 life points. It's like, you know, just give it 70. I think you that have they, to have the- they just try to be different, I think. Um, you know, because a lot of the math is like, oh, five or 50 yeah. is like the highest it goes. But I think they try to just be different. But you know, it does come with a, um, there's like an app you can download, a dueling cal- right. calculator app that at least helps you out a little bit. You know, if it's like, mm-hmm. you know, and some of the attacks are like 1,610 attack. It's like, uh, ouch, like that's a lot of math. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's pretty rough. But. It just turns into long division and multiple numbers and kind of long multi- multiplication and nobody like doing no long multiplication at school, you know, nobody liked doing that. So why you try to bring it into my, into my hobby? Are you, are you at the point with Yu-Gi-Oh? Now that you've played it, I take it you've played it for like a fair fair amount. Do you instantly kind of know 
the meta as soon as somebody's like laid down the first couple of cards? Do you have a good idea of potentially how things are going to play out? Is it like chess? You know, if somebody lays down, you know, a couple of cards, can you auto- almost like kind of tell the way they're going to going to be playing it, the direction they're going to be going with it? Yeah, yeah, I think that's the case with most uh, CCGs, really. Anywhere, you know, if you play, you know, you assemble a deck a certain way. Like, you know, my friend, he's dabbling in the in the vampire deck and and uh, the dark magician style of of play. So I kind of know what he's trying to do. And mm-hmm. I try to build my cards based around stopping him, and he does the same thing with you know with with my cards too. But but I also borrow his decks a lot, so you know <laughs> playing against his strategy versus his own strategy. So <laughs> do you do comp? Do you go into competitions at all? Then or do you still like rock up at those, or is that something that you've kind of you don't bother with anymore? No, we, we never really have done that. We've, we've talked about going to, we have like a local game shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, v Stock is the name of the company and, and we've talked about going there and his, the thing is, Luke is, he's also the lead playtester for, for my gaming company. Um, because he's just so good at creating strategies and things of that nature. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he, um, you know, he helped a lot with Monster Mania as well, but yeah, he, uh, uh, yeah, we talked about that. His decks are really, really good. They they could go to tournament, but he just... I think it's just a matter of getting the time to do it, basically. Yeah, and I suppose, like, nowadays, if the players you're going up against are, like, really, really young, you know... Yes. It, it's, kind of like, it's either the thing of, oh, I'm full of a, a room of kids, or I'm going to get beaten by a kid, or... Pretty much. You know... That kind of thing, but then it seems to it seems to just be one of these games that's kind of perpetual. It is almost like kind of like the magic type thing. Mm-hmm. As I know, you'll get games that'll kind of like come along. I saw like the My Little Pony deck builder game for a while. I don't know if it's still out there, but I seen it kind of prominent for a while, and then it kind of disappeared. But you even go into bookshops nowadays, and Yu-Gi-Oh's always there, Pokemon's always there, and Magic's always there as well. I've actually seen kind of starting to see Magic and. Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon in the local, in the kind of local kind of supermarket as well. So, um, are cards your bag then? Is that where you'll kind of go if you know if people if you're sitting down at say like the local games club, and somebody says you want to play a game, are you more likely to say yeah, let's bring it on? If they say if they bring like say Ashes Rise of the Phoenix Born to the table or something like that are you more likely to say oh yeah this is you know this is me count me in um do you go for a particular do you go for the kind of the card genre i mean have you played like star wars destiny or anything along those lines at all so yes on the cards uh very Hmm. big very big into cards the miniatures not so much i know that's a pretty popular thing and all that um, but yeah, mostly like, yeah, cards, deck builders, um, Dominion is a big one that I have played a lot. That's uh, a deck building card game that I really enjoy. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other, uh, Smash Up is another, like, I don't know if you played that, but it's, you take like the two factions and you combine them, try mm-hmm. to build the strategies based around the, uh, the cards that you're dealt. So things of that nature, but I'm, I'm gung ho to play any, any game. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is, really. I mean, if someone has a game, they're like, Josh, you want to play this game? I say, well, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you have quite a decent collection? Of the- well, decent. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. No, actually, Richard, I have a terrible collection. I collect all the rubbish games. Right. <laughs> but do you have, no, do you have a decent, I mean, do you have a decent size collection? I mean, you're a guy that's got shelves and, sh- I know you've got binders. I mean, collecting you know, I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I've got like, I st- I've got, um, I fell into the Star Wars Destiny trap, but that's only because I have really, really wonderful friends that what they'll do is they'll go out and buy lots and lots of booster packs. And then they'll just say, here, here's a pile of booster packs and here's a pile of dice. And then I'm looking at kind of like my card collection. My card collection would probably quite easily fit in a small cardboard box, whereas my board game collection fit in a bit. <laughs> Fit about fifteen boxes when we were kind of kind of moving house. But as you, do you stick with the kind of the card games as far as your collection goes, or have you 
are you kind of like a miniatures fan? Have you got like scythe on the table? I mean, scythe on the shelf and things like that at all? Um, I, I have a pretty decent collection. I, I've, you know, seen people's <laughs> collections. They're just massive. Um, but I, I, I mean, I have a, a decent amount. I, mean, I have like, you know, Forbidden Island, those kind of, you know, the Forbidden mm-hmm. Desert. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, go, go back, Monopoly. I'm not a huge fan of that game, but, uh, Monopoly and, and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, I've, I've seen people's collections that are just massive, massive, massive. I, w- whenever I started, you know, designing my own games and, and trying to build towards my own company, I, I stopped acquiring them because Kickstarter can be very, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's really it can easy be very, to get lost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It could just be, yeah. <laughs> you know, it can, it's like, how, what did you do with your money, Kickstarter? And folks just say, yeah, okay. okay yeah. I get you. Yep. I know, I know where you're coming from with this, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Explaining that to the wife is kind of hard. To <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, what, what have you been buying this month? Technically, I actually didn't buy that this month. <laughs> Yeah, I, I pledged on it last month. It just got taken out. <laughs> technically, that's actually in the previous financial year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, we're, if, we're, if we're being brutally honest here, um, I can, you know, put my hands up and say that they, they've they sent me this after some time. <laughs> kind of thing. And it's like, you know, I am not lying to you. That yes. Is, that is true. That has happened. You know, yeah. That, yeah, exactly, exactly. But were you, um, when you were going through like the previous games um, that you just, you know, you you put out there, um, were you were you kind of into Kickstarter all the time? Were you were you a regular regular pledger? You know, did you did you achieve the title of uh, super backer? No, I was not a super backer, um, mm-hmm. but I I did every now and then when something caught my eye, I I did not bat an eye to uh to put some money on it so that's uh-huh. you know it it had i think what's the most recent thing i i'm trying to think the most recent thing i pledged on it, um shoot well there was that ukulele uh in the crackle stone graphic novel that looked really cool that's not a game mm-hmm. but yeah the most recent game i'm trying to think i think it was a western game not western legends it was end of the trail i think is what it was called all right okay yeah yeah that, and that i i really like western style of games so that's uh that was a big one for me i was like oh i, I have to pledge on this so <laughs> <laughs> did you um did you go on jump on western legends when it came out then I no, I I did not actually pledge on that. That's actually it came out the exact same time as Frontier on Kickstarter, so I I did not pledge uh, on that. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. So yeah. westerns, western games battling each other, and that one clearly won out, but it's, it's <laughs> <Exactly>. okay. <laughs> yeah, you would have had to have a um, a word with yourself if you'd gone and back to game. That <laughs> was kind of a little bit of a yeah. That's what. I, yeah, I'm backing my competition. I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, what what was the what was the thought process, or what made you decide to kind of go down the lines of saying, actually, I am going to go ahead and start kind of creating something yourself? Because I know people that have collections of fifty, a hundred, one hundred and fifty games, but they'll never jump over the line and actually start creating something you set themselves so kind of what made you decide that was going to be something that you were going to be doing well actually i mean this it almost sounds like one of those stories you see in like a movie or or whatever the case might be but i was actually going through an old box of mine um a while back i mean this was years ago and uh i actually had created my own game when i was i think i had to be like 13 or 12 or 13 one of those ages and I kind of just dumped it in a box and I'm like, man, this game is actually pretty, pretty good. I, you know, and then I kind of got the inspiration to, hey, I'm going to, you know, see if I can create another kind of thing. And I started just working on it and working on it. And next thing I know, I started taking, you know, classes on on game design and things of that nature. And, and it just kind of one thing led to another. And it's like, oh, suddenly I have two games and about to be third and about to be a fourth. So So what was the what was the game? What was that game that came out of the box? What was that about? 
It was it was a very uh, odd mix of, of games that I had liked back in the day. I used to be on a chess team, so I it was a mix of uh, chess and kind of a warring type game um, where you had you know warriors and you had to get all the way down the line. Mm-hmm. But it was called Siege was the name of the game. Siege with an exclamation point. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've got to got to make people aware that the siege is serious. Yes, it is very very serious. Yeah, and the game is actually really good and very. It just I think it would take a little bit too much to make, you know, with the miniatures and things of that nature. And and I was using a card based system where you moved cards along the board instead of like pieces. So right. yeah, so it was kind of interesting. It was a little bit different than what you would normally see from a gaming perspective but you know it just kind of i wanted to try and do something else and then you know frontier shocking actually monster mania came first i i had that idea first and was really building on that idea and then frontier was second but frontier was released first because the artwork was done first so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think you find that though i think sometimes then um when people put together kind of their kickstarters or their ideas for games is sometimes like the biggest, the boldest kind of game that they put together kind of first of all and they kind of go on all in and then it takes a little bit of kind of reflection for them to then they start to strip stuff out either because it just doesn't work as a as mechanically or it's going to end up costing a small fortune if they end up kind of putting it out there. Um, which is just one of these, which is one of these kind of things. It's interesting that you say um, <coughs> that actually Monster Mania was there before um, kind of Frontier. Mm-hmm. I mean, was 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 that because down to the complexity of the game that kind of Frontier came out first? Then, yeah, it well, it was mostly so. Yeah, so the Monster Mania idea came came first i was creating that concept and doing those and and coming up with the different monsters and and doing all of that and kind of really putting a lot of work into that and then uh i wanted to do a western thing and i had the uh, i started creating that and had people you know start play testing it and stuff and then i had my artists quickly go yeah yeah i can i can churn that out for you i got the summer off you know i can mm. I can do that. My other artist, Taylor, <laughs> she, uh, she, she's got a full time job. So she's looking to do that full, like doing her artwork full time. But she, you know, I told her to take her time. I said, take your time, do, do what you need to do. And it, so ma- basically it came down to the artwork. I don't know about the complexities of the game because Frontier is very light in comparison yeah. to Monster Mania. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that okay. answered your question or not, but it's something of that nature. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you took you took Frontier to Kickstarter. You took Frontier to Kickstarter kind of twice. Um, I, I did, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. So the yeah the first time I set the goal a bit high. Um, I found a cheaper manufacturer and was able mm-hmm. to uh, lower the goal for people. And especially, you know, they, I didn't do a lot of advertising for that. I was still kind of new to the whole thing. And, uh, and with Monster Mania, I just, I, I've been making sure that all the advertising is good. I have the Facebook mm-hmm. event that's up. We've got about 450 people interested or going to, to mm-hmm. the day one launch and things of that nature. So, um, it, Frontier was a, uh, definitely a learning experience and, you know, I do have this uh, the expansion coming out uh, that'll be later in 2019. So for that okay. game, so okay. When you got um, when Frontier funded and was also kind of printed on its way, did did you have enough copies then to kind of keep some and put them kind of into retail, or did you just kind of fulfill? Because normally, if you do a print run, there's usually like a minimum print run of like say like a thousand kind of like a thousand units or 500 units so did you end up with kind of copies back in reserve that you could then take to retail yes so so what i ended up doing it was kind of a it was kind of an interesting process i was kind of stubborn i kind of did it my so i did all the shipping myself i i boxed them all up did all of that uh and then the, the yeah it was pretty rough and the the extra copies um 
I have quite a few of them still. I, I've been selling them, you know, I, at my website, my Frontier website. But I also was able to get them into a couple stores in Eureka, Missouri, which is where I'm from, and yeah. kind of local. And and the sales have been pretty good for those. So I think they like the local game designers and things of that nature. And I'm still kind of going to people and saying, "Hey, would you like to put this in in stores?" and and kind of getting out of my comfort zone uh, <laughs> to go meet with those people and do that. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See when you when you've done the kind of the retail side of things, have you? Is it just been like a sale or return kind of business, or do you actually get them to buy the product off you? Uh, I, I mean, is I, I mean, was that the kind of the agreement that you went to, or I mean, uh, it must be you know to to kind of get that kind of set up to have to have the retailers buy it off of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think. Um, well, my. Well, I got to admit, I, I didn't have like a, I don't know what you'd call that, but like a, a, a stretch plan for that. I kind of was like, oh, you know, I'll sell these myself. I'll go to the retailers. I'll do that. Because I didn't really have like a retail pledge option mm-hmm. on Frontier, which I, I, I wish I would have. And there actually is one on Monster Mania now uh, for, oh. uh, for that exact reason. But uh, yeah, but that but basically, yeah, I mean, the, the end goal was to get those into stores some way um and i'm i you know i'm doing that now but i've also teamed up i think i was telling you before we actually started recording uh that uh i teamed up with miniature market and they're gonna actually have copies of monster mania like on their website and their stores things of that nature so yeah yeah is that part of the kind of the overall strategy to make sure you've actually got some kind of retail tale kind of afterwards to make sure that you know the game isn't just one of these things where it gets printed, it goes out to the backers, and then that's it. You've done. You know, you've you, you're finished. There's there's nothing else that kind of follows up. No, hundred percent. You have you have to plan for uh, the future of the game. There's there's no question about it. You have to put. There's so many other things that go into that, but yeah, that's that's one like mm-hmm. huge huge thing. Yeah, you have to you have to have that in order. If you don't, it's it's going to be rough for you because you're going to be selling them yourself, which then you have to pay for the advertising for yourself and, and it's just a whole other it's super expensive to do it the other mm-hmm. way. So mm-hmm. was there stuff that what what lessons did you think you learned from running the Frontier campaign that you've had to put into kind of monster that you've decided to put in to kind of monster mania? Was there any particular kind of ideas, kind of practices any methods that you were gonna you've made sure that you've brought into the monster mania campaign oh yeah (laughs) plenty (laughs) plenty plenty yeah there's i mean without going into like you know a lot of the boring details but it's it's mostly planning for every i mean you have to plan for everything you have to plan for you know i so i i had frontier funded and i was like yeah this is it this is it this is very exciting and I did not account for the overseas tax tariff that hits you when you order products out of the country. Um, mm-hmm. I, w- I wasn't prepared for some of the shipping costs. I didn't realize that a lot of the international uh, backers that had pledged on Frontier, uh, I had, I'm not going to say stupidly, I'm just going to say I, <laughs> I, I did not think things through 100%, but yeah, they... Uh, the international shipping torched me big time. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I had to, yeah, I've definitely planned for more. So in the pledge number, you have to basically plan for, for everything. So when you're charging $35 or $50, all of that money is going somewhere. You know, it's not, it's not all, it's not all profit. So it's all going somewhere. So Yeah, no, I think, um, I think the whole e-commerce model of of offering free shipping has given the wrong message to people that think that posting something doesn't actually cost anything. <laughs> that um, you know that um, you know if somebody says, "Well, shit, why are you charging for shipping?" It's like because it costs money to stick a box in a truck. <laughs> And send it to an airport and have it flying to another country. These things just don't happen, no matter what 
certain large multinational e-commerce organisations kind of tell you. And I, I think there's been... Um, I still see it on Kickstarter campaigns that um, you can't win if you um, if you put shipping on up front and say, okay, it's you know it's twenty bucks to ship. You get people saying, but twenty dollars, mm-hmm. that's outrageous. And it's like, okay, tell you what, mate, get in a taxi or an Uber and tell them to take you somewhere for twenty dollars and see how far you can get. Oh, I know. Kind of like you know. Um, was on the other side of it, I see people. The the popular thing with people are charging for um, they're charging for shipping after the campaign and the pledge manager, and they're getting kind of like just as much flack as well. And it's kind of like, well, when people are getting their, when you, I mean, when you got your money transferred through from Kickstarter for Frontier, you 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 wouldn't have got the whole amount. You get kind of whatever Kickstarter takes off you. And you get a reasonable amount, don't you? You get the—I mean—they take a chunk of change when you get the money coming, kind of coming through, which is again is something else that you've got to kind of like take into account, isn't it? Yes. So I mean, they again, like I can, I can tell you exactly everything that goes into it. I mean, Kickstarter takes five percent of the overall yeah. funding goal. So you know, so for Monster Mania, the goal is a lot higher. It's 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 twenty nine thousand. And so they're going to take 5% of that right off the top. Um, and then you're going to have all of your manufacturing costs, whatever that case might be. And, and, and again, the shipping, which luckily, since I'm going through a fulfillment service, it's going to be a little bit cheaper. I can offer a little cheaper shipping for people, um, especially internationally. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. part is nice, but yeah. You, just a tip for any anyone who is looking to to start a Kickstarter in that pledge goal you have to put in for everything including the you have to just deduct from the manufacturing costs from all of those costs and that is the, that the rest of that number that's what you are using for everything else so yeah yeah so you got your tax <laughs> you've got anything yep. any kind of other additional fees that might kind of crop up replacements. Yes. You know, yes. yes. And absolutely. even kind of like costing for shipping out replacements to people or costing to shipping out to people whose, you know, stuff kind of went missing and stuff like that kind of as well. you got to take that kind of into, into account. Um, did they not warn you <laughs> that you'd have to be? Because I know that like when you press the button on a Kickstarter campaign, it just says, okay, you're ready to go. This is exciting, isn't it? Let's press the button. I think there should be another screen that says, you know, um, Kickstarter asks, are you really sure? Have you checked the following 15 points before you press the go button kind of thing? Now they do, actually. They do that. Yeah? Yeah. So so for Frontier, what happened was they... So I submitted it, and it had to, it has to be submitted for review. So they... Yeah. Whether or not it passes that instantaneous review process, it depends on a lot of factors. I've done a lot of research on it. Um, but yeah, both Frontier launches did not immediately get approved. And so that should have been a red flag for me right away. Um, <laughs> because, you know, they found something wrong with it, but they still let it go because, you know, there was nothing illegal on there or anything. But, uh, but with Monster Mania, I've already actually had it submitted for review. Because, you know, I'm trying to launch it at a specific time and date, so I need to make sure that it's ready to go. They actually, they, they approved it instantaneously. So, um, so I, I'm thinking that's, that's a good sign. <laughs> so. Is that, is that also down to the fact that you, um, you kind of like ran a campaign before? It could, I think they want to, I it, think they want to make sure you're okay. Yes, yes, it, it, that ha- that has something to do with it. Um, mm. I also have heard other creators who who have created multiple projects still be flagged for review. Um, mm. So, so it the thing is, is like they look at it, they probably saw everything looks good. You have everything figured out. Uh, you're ready to launch whenever you want, kind of thing. So, mm. okay, okay, okay. Um, so you, where are you in the pre- the fulfillment? 
process for Frontier? Is that gone? Is that all being sent out? Of people now sitting there and kind of playing this now? Yes, yes. So all those copies were sent out. Um, actually, a while ago, I, I shipped them out within a month of getting the copies. So back in February, yeah. I think it was. Um, I did all the sh- like I said, I did all the shipping myself. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was satisfied. Everyone got their products. We only had sixty three backers, but we had enough. Where uh, mm-hmm. where the game was funded, we're expecting a lot more for Monster Mania, um, mm-hmm. just in terms of the overall goal. So, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, and then kind of going forward, um, have you approached kind of like the marketing differently for Monster Mania in terms of say like you know generating noise, generating previews and stuff like that? Yes. So all of that. Uh, I wish I had planned for with the Frontier campaign. That's another thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to pre-plan if you know you're going to be releasing another game. Uh, some of those costs sh- could go into the next project, uh, or the profits, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, I-, I used whatever was left to do uh, sending out previews, uh, preview copies, prototype copies. I got about 13 or 14 that had been sent out. So, I mean, that's pretty good number. It's good, uh, good reach there. And then, you know, all the advertising I've done on Facebook and, and Instagram. And, and I have, like I said, the, the day one Monster Mania Kickstarter launch page. So that's all up in the air and getting people to be in one central location. So when you launch that project, mm-hmm. everyone, everyone knows immediately that it's launched. Yeah. And, yeah. Which yeah. is nice. It's a good thing to have. Yeah. Is there, I mean, going back to kind of like costs, you know, unexpected costs and things like that, um, I'm obviously getting the previews together, getting the actual kind of copies together. Was that kind of like, that must have been a hefty expense to go through in order to get them kind of together? Yes, you are 100% correct. Um, you know, you can make it cheaper depending on how... Well, depending on the size of the game, but prototype copies are really expensive. I mean, I for one prototype copy of Monster Mania, it's about seventy dollars, and that includes shipping to some wow. locations. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's so you can do the math there. Seventy times about thirteen, fourteen reviewers. Uh, yeah. that, that adds up. Yeah, it, it it left me pretty broke for a little bit, but it was you know it's it's worth it because I I believe in the project so. Mm-hmm. Do you have to um, do you have to like assure the quality of the preview? Did you go through some kind of vetting process before you handed out the previews to people? Did you make did you make sure that they had you know obviously active channels that they were fairly active in terms of of content and things like that? Yes, absolutely. I, the people that I've reached out to, including yourself, I, I did a lot of research on, um, like unfiltered gamer. Um, what's the other one? Board game capital, geeky hobbies, a couple of those like, uh, smaller ones. And then there's a few bigger ones like the undead Viking videos and, um, getting geeky with game relief, things of those nature. Uh, yeah. but yeah, those, yeah, they, I, I did a bunch of research on those guys and also they, um, the nice thing is, is that uh, some of them reviewed Frontier. So, mm-hmm. so it was, it was good to be able to reach out to them again and be like, Hey, I already have your information. I know that you're going to give me a good review or not give me a good review. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we, we don't pay for good reviews. <laughs> and I, I, and this is an honest thing. If you look on, uh, board, what's the name of that? It's a Canadian company reviewed Frontier. They hated it. They, yeah. I, I sent them four copies of Frontier and they, they absolutely hated it. They gave me a two out of 10. I was crushed. Uh, but no, we don't pay for good reviews. I just want to put that out there. Um, but no, <laughs> I've but, got you on tape. Yeah. Yeah. Saying I, I want to make sure that, that you, that's, that's that not misconstrued. Yeah. Me getting the previews was a really expensive business, especially putting together those bags of money yeah. and the non sequential use bills. And trying to find a decent brown paper bag to put them in. There you go, collusion and collusion and corruption I mean, confirmed. Yeah, completely. yeah. But you know, it's the thing is also is like the, those guys. You know, I I trusted them because again, they you know they actually did review the game. You know, I didn't just send them a copy and they, you know, they never got back to me. You know, so 
So you have to, you definitely have to reach out to them and make sure that they're, they have the time, number one, and mm-hmm. they're willing to do, cause some of them do charge for like the video, to make videos. Like if they like the game, yeah. um, you pay them to, to create a video for your game. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. The, you're not paying for a good review. You're paying for, you know, if they don't like it, they'll, they won't accept the money. So that's the nice thing. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, is it, yeah, I mean, that's a whole, I mean, that's a whole conversation about people that are providing noise and getting kind of review copies for games and everything like that. I mean, it was something that hit the video game industry a little while ago and the board game industry still being kind of in its critical infancy in terms of how people are critiquing things. It's kind of interesting to see how things are kind of like growing as 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 time as time goes on, but again, that's a lot of money to be sending out in order to get people kind of um, interested in generating noise for the game again. It's like one of these budgets where you can't just have an idea on Kickstarter anymore. You've almost got to have capital to invest in getting your idea out there, which is a a strange a strange thing as far as kind of. Yeah, I guess the original idea of of kind of Kickstarter. Yes, yeah, it definitely has evolved. It's it's you know, and you're competing with all these bigger companies that have huge budgets that can just mow right over you. Like if your idea is is isn't good enough, the the graphics aren't good. You know, I just saw one. It was uh, Welcome to the Jungle. It was on Kickstarter, mm-hmm. and the graphics look great. The artwork is fantastic, and just for some reason, the game just did not fund, and I. And I was trying to figure out why, because, you know, it's a great looking product. And I think it relied somewhat on their advertising and somewhat they didn't have very many reviews. And I think people look at Mm. those reviews, they want to know that someone else has played, you know, and they want to know that, hey, this product is trusted. So I think that that comes from that, too. No, it's it's familiar faces. Do you know what I mean? Is that all around me? Are familiar faces? Oh, yeah, they've reviewed this game. <laughs> they've reviewed this game as well. You know, and you kind of see kind of names. Um, as okay, as a Kickstarter creator, would you put a rev- a preview on your game that was critical of certain aspects of the game, or would you put it to one side? I, do you think? Do you think that is that's that's kind of like putting you? I guess it's putting you on the spot again. But say if you know if somebody came back to you and said, "Well, listen, this is a, all these parts are a bit of fun, but I really don't like this bit of the game." Would you not then put that preview on the Kickstarter, or would you just put a quote on there as well? Well, that's the thing. So for Monster Mania, um, I had a review just come in it was about a week ago uh and i it's on the preview link that i actually had sent you um mm-hmm. and they they only gave it a three and a half out of five and right. they they had they had some complaints but some very justified complaint like you know they had reasons to to, to believe that that is the case and uh and i still put it on there because it's mm-hmm. you know it's it's a review that highlights the good of the game and the bad of the game. Now, if a review outright is just, it says this game is awful and terrible. I mean, it's it's that's that's a tough thing. That's up to the creator at that point. Luckily for Frontier, I didn't I didn't have to worry about that because the review was actually after the Kickstarter was mm-hmm. posted. So I was just trying to get you know generate reviews to help you know, sales of the game so people could see it more, you know, do giveaways and things of that nature. But yeah, I mean, that, that, that review company just, they just hated the game. So I, (laughs) you know, I mean, I can't stress enough, like you can look it up. It's, and I I actually urge people to look it up because that's a great way to take criticism. (laughs) You have to, you have to be willing, you have to have a strong mindset definitely to be in this field. So yeah, especially if it's something you've taken hours over. Yes, and hours and weeks and months of your life, yes. kind of thing. Yep, and know. that was Frontier. That was about yeah, about two and a half years. The creation process of that, the, about two and a half years of that game. So yeah, and then something just goes, mm, I don't like it, 
I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like. He's got. Um, his second name's McMurray. I don't like the name of his company. <laughs> yeah. I saw his shoes. I don't like his shoes. Don't buy this. And you're just like that. Oh, thanks. Thank yeah. you for that. I mean, thank that, you for that lack of validation. It it, it <laughs> does hurt you too. It 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 can. Uh, um, you know. I I don't know. I I I think again. It it just. It depends, and that's another thing. I I don't want to call out reviewers, but a lot of them they won't post bad reviews unless you urge them to. Like if you want the press, regardless, they will they will post it. So I kind of like I told those guys, yeah, go ahead and you know go ahead and <laughs> post it anyways because it's fine. Like I I have a thick skin. That's fine. You guys didn't like it. That's fair. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it just depends, really. <laughs> let's um let's embrace the mania. Yes. Um, tell me about Monster Mania. Tell me about how you what's the message? How do you play it? Is it is there mania or is it actually just a kind <laughs> kind of gentle affair <laughs> and you've just used monster mania in order to make it kind of really exciting there no there's a lot of mania don't get me wrong um (laughs) no that i can definitely simplify it um basically you're going to play the role of giant monsters think think you know rampage godzilla king kong things of those natures um and essentially the gameplay it's very strategic i've been told that it's uh, a, a mix of tactical and strategy. So kind of you have to play based on the cards that you, you do. Um, but basically the idea is to gain resources, uh, for each mm-hmm. monster's attack. Um, you can also throw in like buildings at, at other monsters and throw taxi cabs at them and, 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 you know, deal damage to them in that way as well. There's also solo, solo mode, um, co-op, you know, we're adding a deck building, uh, variant and a card drafting variant in, into the game. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of game modes, a lot, a lot of gameplay to be mm-hmm. had. But basically, the the end all goal: defeat five of your opponent's monsters. So just get them down to zero, get your prize points, and then you are the winner. That's that's the main idea of the game. That sounds quite pedestrian. I mean, there's no mania. I'm not hearing. <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> I mean, what was it? I mean. In terms of playtesting, have you done? I take it you had to playtest this for like ever and a day in order to get kind of like it balanced and and kind of working and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And I, going back to my my friend Luke, who was also like I said, the lead playtester of the company. He, uh, yeah, he spent hours and hours playing. We've spent hours and hours playing. I mean, it's. Quite, quite a few, up to the, up to the hundreds easily. Um, just between me and him, that doesn't include everyone else. We've mm-hmm. taken it to conventions, we've taken it to, um, you know, things of that nature. But yeah, creating the game, yeah, I had to definitely figure out the numbers and 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 you know, and the one reviewer said that there are a few overpower cards, and and I would agree with that. But what's what's the little, you know? Have some fun with it. You might as well have a couple of overpower cards, you know. So I mean, why not? You know. So that's what I think about it. Do you, I mean? Do you need to take kind of like some of the feedback? Is because there's two ways to deal with feedback. One of them is you deal with feedback and you you kind of make the changes mm-hmm. every single time you get feedback, and then you're in danger of losing the the original vision of the game. Do you sometimes kind of do you take them more as kind of like here's a suggestion and let's go through the suggestions and see that it works because one person could give you feedback on something and yet they could be the only person that had an issue with it, whereas everybody else who's played it so far have actually found it kind of like really really easy to to kind of work with you. Yes, that that is one of the toughest things. Is uh, no hundred percent. That's. I'm trying to think of an exact situation. I had taken it to a convention. Well, well, Frontier, first of all, I want to mm-hmm. say that I, I learned from that. I had um, reviewers. And that's the thing. When they, Whenever they give me very constructive feedback, I do take that and I do listen. Like one of the one of the feedback things was, you know, Frontier didn't have an instruction card. 
And at the time, I was like, why does it need an instruction card? But then once I made mm-hmm. one for Monster Mania, it made all the sense in the world to have an instruction card. And, and all the reviewers that have commented on the instruction card, they say, oh, that's that's great that you have that. That's amazing. That's, yeah. that's really, really yeah. helpful. And the play mats, that was another thing. Uh, they said Frontier should have had a playmat. Monster Mania has six playmats because it supports oh, six yeah. players. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So you got to take it. Depends what kind of, you know, I went to a convention and, and the guy had said, um, something about adding a fourth spot to the, to the combat zone, which is in the, in the Monster Mania game and, and adding a certain thing and those kind of things. And it just, he does, I don't think he fully understands the, the mechanics and how and why I chose three instead of four or five or whatever the case yeah, may be. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's kind of up yeah. in the air on that sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I think um, in terms of the play cards, I've seen them kind of happen more and more. I think, like, um, Root, uh, you know, Ding, that's me mentioned Root again for this episode. Um, Root has those type of cards. I was playing a game, uh, Ravaged Dungeons of Plunder, and it had kind of cards in there which were like just a reference card of this is, you know, this is your turn and this is what you're expected to do. And it was amazing how easier it made it to learn the game because you were given kind of, um, you were given kind of hints, reminders of what you were meant to be doing um, instead of having to go back through the rules and kind of learn kind of every single thing that was kind of, going on or find that bit in the rules in order to kind of kind of reference it yes 100 um, percent. that's yeah th- those are just all future games of mine will have uh instruction <laughs> cards because of that reason absolutely mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. you gotta learn though that's what it is you gotta learn <laughs> yeah no it is i mean it's um it's difficult because there's so many games coming out nowadays and so many games are doing it are are basically looking for the differentiator, and so sometimes they'll maybe miss stuff out that you would say, well, actually, that would be that would make an awful lot of sense to me, or that would make things like you know easier. That would make it more straightforward for us to be able to kind of you know to be able to play the game as well. Um, you know, um, what in terms of the components? I mean, how many components are you looking at? I mean, um. You, you mentioned obviously that you kind of like play mats, mm-hmm. but when you open the box, what could you expect to find when you kind of break open your copy of Monster Mania? Absolutely, um, there is well, there's 216 cards, uh, six instruction cards, so 210 regular mm-hmm. playing cards for the game. Um, there's 142 tokens that equates to about four or five punch boards that you're going to get in the finalized copy. Uh, you mm-hmm. got a 40 page rule book, uh, which includes the solo mode objectives, the, the co-op, and there's like a bunch of extra stuff in there. There's also like challenges, um, mm-hmm. almost like you play, you said you play PlayStation, um, kind of like the trophies. There's, there's cha- yeah. challenges in this game where once you complete them, you can check them off and kind of, uh, <laughs> and do them like in the rule book. It's kind of cool. Um, and then there's also, yeah, like I said, the six play mats. Um, but yeah, that's what, that's what you're getting in, in Monster Mania. Okay. And what's the price of entry on the door? What are you going to have to, to pay in order to, to kind of be part of the, be part of the party? Yeah. So, well, as far as the Kickstarter pledges go, it's the, the $50 is going to get you, the standard pledge and that that's actually free domestic shipping. So all right. the, all US is getting free shipping on that. And then mm-hmm. there's the $99 one which is going to get you the comic book series, uh the Monster Mania Origins comic book series and the Art of right. Art of Monster Mania hardcover book. We're doing that as well. Um so you'll get those two 99 same deal with the shipping. You get free US shipping and then international still working out the details of the shipping on that but it shouldn't be too bad for those mm-hmm. so uh, the comic book I mean what made you decide to to kind of bring that in as, as part of the offer uh, I am a huge huge comic book fan uh, as far as DC comics Marvel uh, I just I love superheroes I love and, and not just superheroes I love I have Godzilla comics uh, graphic novels 
just a whole bunch of different things. I just, I, and I think that's a really, people really like comics and, and they're, you know, they're, they're affordable. So they're not mm-hmm. like, you know, these big bloated items are going to be like legitimate, like comic book type things, like, like what you'd see in like a store. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Are you going to get, I mean, when you're getting printed them, are they going to be printed as per the pledge level or do you again have to get a minimum number kind of printed? No, that actually, that comes with it. Um, and I have oh, actually right. adjusted for that in the, in the overall pledge level. So, so you, we don't have to reach a, a specific goal or anything like that. You just, mm-hmm. yeah, you just, you just get it as part of the $99 thing. I'm actually also, I had been talking to, uh, my friend Luke about introducing also a strategy guide into the game, kind of like you see those old retro PlayStation, Nin- Nintendo 64 strategy guides, just a small one. There's there's a lot of stuff in this game. Um, mm-hmm. So if people want kind of be taken back to the old school a little bit, we might add that as like a uh, uh, after the fact pledge add on that you can add on to your initial goal. So yeah, like uh, yeah, I mean that's what people are looking for. I mean, I guess if, you know, if you're going to be running the campaign, it's looking at something that will differentiate it from other things. And if people are going to be involved in buying into, I guess, a world, the more kind of lore that you have. I mean, people, I mean, it's the same with any kind of game. I mean, as they get more and more into a game, they want to look for their motivation for kind of playing the game. And I've seen that where people have, you know, here's the here's the mechanics, this is how you play it. And it's like, well, this is really, really good, but um, I'm not really understanding why I'm playing this game as in, as I go on. You know, what's what's the reasons? I know, you know, if by simply winning, that's fantastic. But is there a kind of a, is there a reason as to why I'm kind of fighting this person or I need to do this or I need to protect this thing or... I need to drive these people out or own this kind of territory type of thing. You know, it's kind of, it makes kind of things, it kind of, it kind of adds, you know, adds a reason for somebody to kind of continue to play as they kind of go on. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm hundred percent. And that's, that's another thing too, that we're adding into the game. Well, it's it's not in the prototype rule book, but it's going to be in the finalized rule book uh, is a, a, basically a story mode where you are, a certain monster and, and you're given specific things to do and you have to defeat certain monsters. And it's almost like you go through the whole story. And, and we're, mm-hmm. we're also talking about including a Kickstarter exclusive, like PDF um, for those as well. Like, like there's actually quite a few rewards um, mm-hmm. with that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there's also a soundtrack too. So that's pretty interesting. <laughs> Who made the soundtrack? Was that you or was that yes, someone that, else? That was me. Yeah, I'm also a, a composer as a <laughs> as a hobby. So, oh right, okay, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's kind of throwing you're just that kinda, in there. You're kind of going all out, aren't you? Yes, really? I really. I'm you're trying. Kinda, to, like, you know, I'm trying to get people. You know, you know, bang for their buck. I mean, that's that's kind of the whole idea. You you pledge on Kickstarter. You you believe in my project. I'm going to give you everything that I can give you. You know, in return. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's what it should be. So, <laughs> <laughs> when you launching? When you know what's what's the date? Have you firmed that up yet? You know when can we get the? I guess the monsters maniac. <laughs> yes, <laughs> would say. Yes, uh, December first is the is the launch date. Um, we haven't really finalized the time yet. It's going to be between mm-hmm. noon and five p.m. Um, as the as the launch date. So. Uh, or it's the launch time, I should say. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. yeah. So that's what we're looking at. Is it um, is it exci- is it exciting? Are you going to be less nervous because this will be like the second time that you've done this before? Are you? It it does not reduce my nervousness at all. No, I am still <laughs> I am still very very nervous. We're we're still going to be going up against quite a few other projects um that are mm-hmm. launching at the same time and mm-hmm. you know we're also doing like the demo plays which i think that's going to help you know getting people to play the game and kind of them actually seeing it had you know fa- face you know like a real 
tangible product, they might be, oh, okay, this this is pretty cool. I, I like this idea. So, but yeah, no, I'm I'm still I'm still very nervous. But I think that comes with it. It's just yeah, jitters. Just part, you know? just yeah. part of the territory. Yeah, just part of the territory. Absolutely. And if people have listened tonight and they want to kind of keep an eye on what you're up to, where do you exist on the interweb nets? No, absolutely. Um, that would be our website. Um, you can go to www.monstermaniagame.com. Um, you can also find us mm-hmm. on Facebook under Meet Me at the Table Games, just flat out Meet Me at the Table Games. And you can actually find our event page on there and you can just click if you're interested or going um, to the day one launch. Um, you know, Kind of getting a head count would be is is ideal um, when whenever you're mm-hmm. launching a Kickstarter, um, and then you can also find it. We have a whole bunch. We have Twitter, SoundCloud. Uh, we're we're all over the place. If you type in "Meet Me at the Table Games," you'll you'll find us. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, cool, cool. Well, what we'll do as always is we will put this into the show notes, so we have notes to show. Um, if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, go to the Twitter, search for We're Not Wizards, you'll find us there. Go to Facebook, search for We're Not Wizards, you guess what, find us there. We're on YouTube, We're Not Wizards Tabletop Podcast. We're on Instagram, We're Not Wizards. We're on um, we're at Tumblr, We're Not Wizards, don't ask me why, <laughs> but we appear to be there. We've got our website, which is We're Not Wizards.com. We've got our blog, which is We're Not Wizards.blogspot.com. Um, you can email us, which is magic at we're not wizards.com. Um, I'm aware of the irony of the email address. That's why I picked it. Um, you can find us in all the normal podcast catchers, your Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, Castbox, anywhere. Um, Spotify as well, because I don't know why they let us on. Um, if you like what you've uh, listened to and you get us on Stitcher, leave us a review on Stitcher. We have a review on Stitcher. I have no idea how we got a review on Stitcher, but thank you very, very much. If you want to drop us a subscription on Apple Podcasts, that would be fantastic. If you want to go one further and make us love you even more, then drop us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. And as we say, don't give us a 10 because it makes us big-headed. But don't give us a one, because it makes us cry. <laughs> give us something in the middle, like a five, because it's average. And we're a little bit average. <laughs> but the person who's not been average tonight is the rather wonderful, the rather fantastic. He's he, We met at the table, <laughs> and he brought his mania, and he brought his monster. Yes. <laughs> it's the... It's the one, the only, Joshua McMurray. Thank you very, very much for coming on, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> there's only uh, th- there's only three more things to do. Uh, the first thing is to say that we have had a, an abundance of entries to the Swordcrafter competition, so we're going to be picking the winner for the Swordcrafter competition in about a week's time. Um, and then you'll get your copy of Swordcraft of the Game from Adam's Apple Games, um, which I was playing yesterday with my son, and it's a lot of fun. It's just building a huge sword out of cardboard. I don't think you can get anything better than that, apart from maybe a bit of Monster Mania, obviously. Um, the next thing is to remember that we are many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Joshua? No, you are not. That is very clear. <laughs> and you? And you, Joshua? Uh, I guess I'm not a wizard either. All no, oh, right, okay, that's fine. That's fine. I don't believe you at all. Um, <laughs> and the next thing is to is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye from the rather wonderful, the rather fantastic Joshua. Say goodbye, Joshua. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you again. And it's a goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe rule6s.com and um, I don't think there's a better way to start celebrating the beginning of the advent season for Christmas than jumping on a kickstarter and checking out a game about monsters fighting each other using cards 
I don't think the Christmas message could be any stronger. So check out the link. We'll put it in the show notes. Have a look. Um, If you like what you see, give it a back. But until the next time, goodbye. A wizard is never late. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to.